At Wildwood Community Church, we are for following Jesus together to the glory of God. We're for the church, for the community, for the nations, and for the next generation. To contact us or for more information, see our website at wildwoodchurch.org. I want to just set the stage a little bit for the baptisms that we're going to be celebrating here in just a moment. You know, Thanksgiving is a time of many traditions, isn't it? You know, in, in your home and your family, you probably have some traditions related to Thanksgiving. For, for some of you, your tradition will be to watch the Lions play about noon on Thursday. For others, it might be watching the Cowboys play about 3 o'clock. Still, for others, it might be watching the Lions and the Cowboys play on Thursday. Still, for others, it might be a particular dish that you eat, turkey prepared a certain way, dressing that is a certain taste, or it might be a specific location that you gather at grandma's house or with friends, or even as you host others into your own home. Thanksgiving is a time of many traditions. And I think it's appropriate when we think about the traditions that we celebrate as individual families uh, this time of year to think about a tradition that we all share as Christians a tradition that Jesus gave to his church when he began building it 2,000 years ago. And that, of course, is the tradition of baptism. Baptism is this wonderful gift that Jesus gave his church that we can all share together. It is a a, a picture, an, an outward and a visible symbol of his blessing of salvation in the lives of us and of others that we know. And so as we gather here on this Sunday before Thanksgiving, it's fitting for us to celebrate the faithfulness of God by giving thanks to Him as we watch many be baptized. Overall today, we're going to have 17 individuals who will be baptized, nine of them in this service. Now before we have their baptisms, and even before we have a time to pray for them, I want us to to go back and look at Really, what what I think is the first baptism we have recorded of an individual after the resurrection of Jesus. So when Jesus begins building his church in Acts chapter 2, a sermon is preached at Pentecost by Peter and thousands are baptized, it says. But we don't have an, an individual account at that moment. But later on, we see what it looks like when an individual is baptized. And we see that in Acts chapter 8 where Philip, one of the original deacons in the church, baptizes an Ethiopian. I want to read for us uh, Acts chapter 8, verses 26 through 40. And then after I read that, I want to make a few observations before we begin with our baptisms today. It says here in verse 26, Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Rise and go toward the south to the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza, This is a desert place. And he rose and he went, and there was an Ethiopian, a eunuch, a court official of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who was in charge of all of her treasure. He had come to Jerusalem to worship and was returning, seated in his chariot, and he was reading the prophet Isaiah. And the spirit said to Philip, go over and join his chariot. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading Isaiah the prophet, and he asked, do you understand what you're reading? And the Ethiopian said, how can I unless someone guides me? And so he invited Philip to come up into the chariot and sit with him. Now, the passage of the scripture 
that he was reading was this. Like a sheep, he was led to the slaughter. And like a lamb before its shearer is silent, so he opens not his mouth. In his humiliation, justice was denied him. Who can describe his generation? For his life is taken away from the earth. And so the eunuch said to Philip, about whom, I ask you, does the prophet say this, about himself or about someone else? Then Philip opened his mouth, and beginning with this scripture, he told him the good news about Jesus. And as they were going along the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, see, here is some water. What prevents me from being baptized? And he commanded the chariot to stop, and they both went down into the water, Philip and the eunuch. And he baptized him. And when they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord carried Philip away. And the eunuch saw him no more and went on his way rejoicing. But Philip found himself at Azotas. And as he passed through, he preached the gospel to all the towns until he came to Caesarea. Now, friends, in these verses, I want to just make a few observations about the baptism that we see happen here. The first observation I want to make is about the Ethiopian. You see, he's the one who would ultimately get baptized, right? But we need to think about who this Ethiopian was. He was obviously not someone who had grown up inside of a a Christian home. He didn't even grow up inside of the nation of Israel, but he was from Ethiopia. Now, when we think of Ethiopia, we we think of this country in Africa, and that's correct, but it's important for us to remember in the first century what a, a Jewish person would have thought. There are ancient documents that describe Ethiopia as the ends of the earth from the Jews' perspective. Isn't it interesting that Jesus had just recently told his disciples that they would be his witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to where? To the ends of the earth. And here we have someone from the ends of the earth who finds himself in a conversation with Philip. He was not someone who would have had a a, a claim for the blessing of God in any way, and yet here he was asking an honest question, and God was pursuing him. Friends, today we're going to hear nine more stories of people who have come into a relationship with Christ, and they don't find themselves here today because of the family they grew up in, though God may have used that family. They don't find themselves here today just because of the church they attend, though God has used this church. They find themselves here today at baptism because the Lord has pursued them even as he pursued the Ethiopian. To the ends of the earth, God is seeking his own. There's an individual involved here, the Ethiopian. Second thing we notice about this Ethiopian, though, is that he is reading the Scriptures. In this day, it was very uncommon for someone to have a copy of the Bible themselves, much less somebody from another country. And yet, this Ethiopian has a copy of the book of Isaiah. We see here some words that are read, but if we look at the context, he's reading from Isaiah chapter 53. So as Philip shows up, he's sitting in the chariot and he's reading the Scripture. Now, I think it's it's interesting that the part that is quoted here inside of Acts 8 follows what came just before it. I think it's helpful for us to see what came just before it to make sense of the part that is quoted here. See, this Ethiopian was reading from Isaiah 53 that says this in the 
verses immediately preceding what we just read. It says, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace, and with his wounds we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Friends, this Ethiopian was was reading Isaiah chapter 53, a, a passage that talks about Jesus Christ. He was reading that as, as God sent Philip to his side. The scripture proved to be a powerful source to illuminate the truth of who Jesus was and to invite this Ethiopian to trust him. Today, as we see those being baptized again and again, we're going to hear them share some of their favorite Bible verses and some of the things that God has used to impact their own hearts and lives. God has used his word even today in their lives, just as he did in the life of the Ethiopian. The Ethiopian is there reading scripture, but as he's reading that scripture, he can't make sense of it by himself. And so God provides Philip, who comes from a distance away, to show up. And the Ethiopian invites Philip to come up into the chariot. And he says, can you help me understand this word that I'm reading? And Philip begins to explain to him from Isaiah 53 who Jesus was. He begins to explain to him that he, like a sheep, has gone astray. He's a a sinner separated from God. And that sin has a, a punishment that is needed. And that Jesus came and by his wounds, the innocent died for us, the guilty, so that we might be forgiven because Jesus took upon himself the sin or iniquity of us all. See, Philip was used by God to explain the scripture to the Ethiopian. And again, when we hear the stories of those being baptized today, we're going to hear story after story where they're going to talk about how it was in this Sunday school class or it was with their parents or it was with a friend that the scripture came alive where these truths were explained. This is nothing new. This has been happening from the very beginning. After Philip explained that to him, though, it wasn't enough just for him to hear it, but the Ethiopian needed to respond, and respond he did. He made a decision, I'm going to follow Christ. He says, I I want to be connected here. What is stopping me? And each individual who is here today is here not just because they hit a certain age and went through the class that everybody goes through at that age and they're baptized. They're here today because they have made a decision. Their parents didn't make it for them. They have made a decision. Their friend didn't make it for them. They have made a decision to follow Christ and to be connected to him forever. After that decision is made, the next thing that happens is he's baptized. He says, hey, there's some water, the Ethiopian says. What is stopping us from getting out of this chariot and you baptizing me right now? And Philip says, nothing, let's go. In a similar way, the nine who are being baptized, hey, there's some water. What's preventing you from being baptized today? The answer is nothing. Today, we're going to publicly profess your faith in Christ. And baptism is a wonderful way to do that because it's in baptism that we symbolize our connection with Jesus. Just to make sense of this illustration that Jesus gave the church, this tradition, what happens in baptism? In baptism, someone will come into the water 
And then we will submerge them back into the water. We'll immerse them in this water. And when we do that, it's a picture of their connection with the death of Jesus. Like somebody dying and being buried, we're saying that Jesus' death on the cross, they're connected to. Therefore, his death paid the penalty for their sins. And then we'll bring them back up out of the water, a reminder that just as Jesus rose from the dead, they too get to walk about in the newness of life, an eternal life following him. The Ethiopian experienced that 2,000 years ago, and today nine more in this service will experience that physical reminder of what God has done for them in Christ. And then the last thing that happens is that there's rejoicing. It says the, the Ethiopian rejoiced in that moment because of what God had done in his life. I don't know what that exactly looked like, but, but here's what I want to prompt all of us with. You know what our role is today as a church family? As we see story after story shared and person after person baptized, you know what we get to do? We get to rejoice with them. We don't have to give the polite golf clap. We can celebrate. Why? Right? Because in that celebration, we're connected with 2,000 years of church history of what Jesus has done for us. And so even as, as those are being baptized today, if, if you came here today, you have a connection with someone who's being baptized and you want to get a little closer just to celebrate a little more, there's an opportunity to do that. This little area right here, right in front of this speaker, this is a great spot to get a great view to come here and be with your friend or your family member as they're baptized today because we get to rejoice just as the Ethiopian did. Friends, this is the picture of baptism, a tradition given to the church 2,000 years ago that we are going to continue to celebrate with today. 